got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. In. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. In the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Barry and Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! It's in the hole. June 25th, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, he started out in the cigar business in my neighborhood. Later, making his way to the Big Apple, he took a big bite out of it and made a name in the cigar business in a big way. From Nat Sherman Cigars, Michael Herklotz will join us. And the new cigar journal has hit, and it is, has in it one of the highest-rated cigars of all time. Wait till you hear what it is. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. I distinctly remember requesting that his toys be taken away. More <laughs> cowbell. We do not need more cowbell. We need it. You know Dave wins because whoever has the most toys wins. wins. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to accrue more toys. Hey, you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only (laughs) show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or Podbean.com, where you can set it and forget it. And I have a quick shout-out. Shout-out. Hey, now. All the way from sunny California, Brad and Sierra drove in a car together. This is ridiculous. they got to get out more often. Brad and Sierra. To come visit with us, the Cigar Authority, this week. And sorry, Chuck, you weren't there, but you don't work in the stores. Our show was on uh, Saturday yeah. from I understand. 12 to 2. I don't know what's going on as far but as how's this? why they could They make... came to do what we call the hat trick, uh, which is visit all three Two Guys Smoke Drop locations in one day, yep. and you get a hat at the end of it. They drove from California. I said, you were coming here to do some other business, and you were in the neighborhood. Oh, no. This is why we came. Husband that was the objective wife, of the trip. I'm like... No, no, no. There was something, you know, you had, had to go to a wedding. It happened to be right. in New England. and you did. No, no, no. This is why we came up. I go, you got to be kidding. Well, because, you know, at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm looking around for bulges. Are they, are they packing, like, explosive vests? Is this some sort of... <laughs> I'm sure you were checking for bulges. Crazy person. Yes. And uh, <laughs> he was attractive. He was I will attractive. say that. He was very handsome. Yeah. Very handsome. <laughs> Sierra, you were, you, were, you, were, you were very pretty as well. Um, just not, yeah, the, just not like, how he was feeling. This is, this, is, this is the reason why you came here, was to visit with us. And they, they made it a point to go back and see Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Made them a little Cuban coffee. Awesome. They went and purchased your coffee. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. It's crazy, right? It's, so, question, ultimate question. It's is not crazy. I mean, if you're into something, if, so, if no, somebody is I'm into just, the Cigar I'm take, Authority, I'm that's back. what you do, I guess. I'm taken back. Very, very honored. Well, you make that type of pilgrimage, right? And it is a pilgrimage right there. That's the definition of a pilgrimage. Right. Why, why, where are they? 
Where are they today oh, sure during they the show? Back, back to, to California. They are in the chat room, and they just said thank you. Oh, oh really? Yes, they are. <laughs> so they're listening live. So I'm assuming they might be, I don't know, Wyoming at this point, or did they make it back to California? We'll find out in and they drove. seconds. It is amazing to me. Amazing to me. But very honored. Very they're honored. They're in people, Denver. People listen to the Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Smoking some grass. <laughs> That where no, they have they, marijuana? Yeah, they, they, both, they were both uh, kind of health nuts. I mean, they, we, they were, in great we were able to we were able to have conversations about food that didn't involve donuts. Yeah, really? I, I was Which very, is not very out of place. It's not something that I'm accustomed to, given who I work with. Uh-huh. Donuts. I is think I outweighed anything? the two of them. <laughs> yeah, and with, yeah. Mr., and with Mr. J in the picture as well, yeah. the three of them I outweighed them. There we go. So you win. That's how it is. Yes. All right. So this is the Nat Sherman, the first cigar we're going to smoke. The Nat Sherman. Pan-American TAA, 6-inch by 43. Barry, what do you know about this? Well, each March, the Tobacconist Association of America meets to address the issues that face the cigar industry. This mini trade show is only open to the top 80 retailers in the country in which Two Guys Smoke Shop is part of. The Nat Sherman TAA Pan-Americana is a medium to full-bodied cigar that features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over a binder from Nicaragua. Pan-Americana or Pan-American? It says Americana. Americana. Well, really? The, okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. So it's an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over a binder from Nicaragua with fillers from Costa Rica and Nicaragua that round things out. The result is a cigar that is glistening with oils, and personally, I feel it offers tremendous flavor. 6x43, the Cervantes has an MSRP of 939 available in boxes of 10 at TAA retailers such as twoguyscigars.com. Is this part of the Cigar Authority care package? Yes, yes it, it is. It is. So now, we, we have 500 people smoking this at the same time as us. Yes, sir. The wrapper. You ever made a uh, peanut butter and honey sandwich? And honey, no. All right, well. I choose fluff. From, time out. From the hive? No, this particular honey is not from the hive. This is from, like, the teddy bear okay. um, bottle. Fake yeah. stuff. But you get, you get a little bit on your finger, and then later on in the day, maybe you're drinking your coffee or whatever, and you catch a whiff yeah. of the honey on your finger. Yeah. That's what I'm getting off the wrapper. Honey from your finger. Not in your mind. <laughs> honey left over from your finger because you didn't wash your hand too good. You're supposed first to wash off, your hands before it's get, it's getting the honey you on your finger bathroom. in the first place and not directly in your mouth. It goes on the, the bread. Sometimes it leaks it, It's out. a very aromatic. Is this Honduran, you said? Uh, Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. Hmm. Uh, Ecuador Sumatra wrapper with Nicaraguan filler. This is my flavor of the week button. So off this the f- is why you have all the toys because no one pushes honey? your button. Could it be honey? I know. I d- <laughs> <laughs> is it really? It's got a little. <laughs> See, and off the foot, I get wheat. Like a field it's, of it's wheat. Got, it's got a honey quality to it. Off your shirt, I'm getting weed, so maybe they're high. <laughs> I'll tell you, nowadays, with big ring gauge cigars and stuff, I appreciate a cigar exactly this size. Really? Six by 43. This is um, what would it feels would be called a Lonsdale. Yes. But or they're it, calling it a Cervantes Fino. Yeah. This is how they used to be. This is how cigars used to be when Mike Herklotz was in Boston and this is the cigar Back we were selling. Day. We're going to get into that with him mm. as we do it. But right now, let's give a little cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, 
tradition in excellence. Barry, did you get a new lighter? I mean, a new cutter. Last week, I hemmed and hoard, and I said, as soon as the show was over, I'm going to go and buy a cutter. Sure enough, I went downstairs, and I bought a cutter. There we go. There you go. You got the cash register sound. (laughs) It's a great cutter. Yeah. This is the Jaws Cutter by Lotus. Yep. Nice weight to it. Yeah, it's good looking. Plus, you, plus you did the um, yellow and black. Yeah, I went for the New the York Bumblebee. City taxi cab. No, no, that's Boston Bruins yellow. No, see, this is New York City taxi cab. because <laughs> no, he hates the Bruins. I, know. I, I Bruins. hate the Bruins. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, I do root for him when they're not playing the Islanders. It's from the Transformers movie. It's Bumblebee. There you go. There you go. Or, or I like could that. it be Cohiba? It's more than meets <laughs> yes. the eye. Transformers. <laughs> All right, today we're going to be lighting our cigar with the quad-flamed Vertigo. <laughs> Renegade, four flames, a mirror on the cap. You do have to flip the top of the cap. This is not a dual action. Uh, Flip out bullet punch that extends past vertical so that you can punch those big ring gauge cigars. $14.99 for the Vertigo Renegade. Yeah. Oh, my God. The cold drawer in this thing is freaking awesome. I forgot. I forgot. It's like peanuts with the... You're usually the one that lights the, the cigar first, and here you are, cold drawing after we already lit. You're probably well, using way ahead I of I figured the show for says pre light testing right on it. Uh, usually I'm different than last rushing. That's a very astute flavor observation, Barents. The skins, the red skin peanuts yes. in the can. If you could get them unsalted, if you could get them unsalted. Oh my God. Got there faster than you, Barry Stein. <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was lobbing that one up there. There we go. It's just it hanging out there. There it was. <laughs> uh, can't even light this. I'm too busy trying not to laugh. Wow. Yum. Yum. A lot of flavor. Right away. spice right at, begin- at the beginning. But it's not like an overwhelming spice. It's very balanced. Yeah. Nicaraguan. And Costa Rican in the filler. Interesting tape because it is a different combination. Is there another cigar with Costa Rican and Nicaraguan with the Ecuador Sumatra binder? Wrapper. Uh, yeah. yeah, not that I know of. There is another very cigar. Very different Costa Rican and Nicaraguan cigars out there. This is very, very aromatic. Mm. And I'm thinking that that Costa Rican is playing into it. Like the Don Benigno. Like the Don Benigno. Aromatic thing. Very in the nose type of. Interesting. That's an interesting call. Don Benigno and Nat Sherman, in this case, could be related. There's a similarity. Yeah, they must be kissing cousins or something's going on there. Why do you get to go there? Why? (laughs) First of all, first of all, when you were growing up, was there a such thing really as kissing cousins? We all kissed our cousins, yes. Like made out with them? Not made out with them, but you kiss. We're Italians. We kiss everybody. Well, then why wouldn't you say my kissing grandmother? I kiss my grandmother. But you don't say kissing grandmother. You say kissing cousin. So there must have been something more going on with the cousin. No. <laughs> Do you look each other in the eye now as adults? Or is there shame? In the old, in the old <laughs> days, you married your cousin and was more going on at that time. Oh, yeah. This is like a that bad, was happening. bad issue at Penthouse Forum. It is. Very bad. <laughs> We're going south, boys. We are. Let's go north. It was a warm, hot day at the lake. <laughs> <laughs> we were both staying at Grandma Whitey's house. <clears throat> All right, this is going south. Let's so I heard it. the new Cigar Journal magazine it has is. come out. The new Cigar Journal magazine is out. Uh, got it right over here. Um, I'll tell you, they do it right. 163-page, full-color, 
This, this is how Stick it used cutter. to be when, when I used to get cigar magazines. I was looking forward to them because I'd learn a lot, and I can't wait to read through every single page. It's happened again because Cigar Journal's out there, and it's something every single page uh, is awesome. There's something going on here in every single one. This one, uh, I'd say, uh, very dedicated to the Tarrant family, which is um, mm. the people with the Mexican tobacco or how it's known today as San Andreas. They've sexified the name a little bit. It did. Uh, I've met them before, spent some time. They actually uh, spent a couple days up here with me in New Hampshire years ago. Um, they own a lot of stuff down there. Uh, but tobacco is just one of the things, but they love it. They do it because they love it, and they've been in there a, a lot of years. Um, Our good friend Reinhold interviews Jose Orlando Padron on his 90th birthday. On his 90th birthday. Talk and about I, having some pull. Yeah. Talk about Nicaragua and the history of uh, his brand and all that. Great uh, article on there. And he actually sent out, not related to the magazine, but he sent out this awesome thank you letter to all the retailers. Yes. That we posted on uh, yes. consumers, too, on uh, the Cigar Authority. Right, right. So we put it up there. He takes credit for that like he wrote it. Who? Barry. Like he just has that he, air. He put it on there. Yeah. Like he did. did put you put it, it on there? I got the letter and I put it on there. Remember the day you wrote uh, <clears throat> before Barry was working here and uh, you ended up writing something about toilets or something? You put it on there, how proud you were. And I go, it's a cigar blog. <laughs> Which yeah, I still, I still fail to see your point. Yeah, here we go. Uh, it's not me. It's a team effort. There we go. It's the three of us, Derek, Chuck. Here we go. Uh, pairing. What happens when cigars are combined with wine and coffee? You either that get one? drunk or wired. <laughs> really? Those are the two things that happen. <laughs> it's a lot more than that. Um, editorial. One in the head, one in the gut. Uh, FDA. Talking about FDA. Mm. Um, brutal. <laughs> They know, uh, you know, this is a bilingual magazine and, and not only read in the United States, but read all over the world. And they know what's happening in other countries. So they have a good grasp of what it looks like in the future for um, FDA taking control over cigars and what it ends up looking at. Some interesting uh, uh, observations and um, saying goodbye to the packaging because that's what's lost over there. The packaging is not what it looks like. Yeah, beautiful, ornate boxes that we have on the shelf. Yeah. What's going to end up happening? They're going to take a third of it away right now. The thing I, I di completely disagree about about packaging is that the argument that packaging is attracting people to the cigar, as if they weren't already cigar <clears throat> smokers. You've got someone that walks into a cigar shop, they're coming in to buy cigars. So, yes, at that point, the packaging is to draw their eye from someone else's brand to their brand on an already existing cigar smoker. Packaging does not attract non-cigar smokers to become cigar Correct. smokers. You're not going in for directions in a cigar store. Jeez, I wonder where that place is around here. Let me go in for directions. Oh, my and God, go that box of Lagiana is so sexy. I need to have it. Yeah, I think I'm going to take up cigar smoking. That's it. This is the time. Today's There's the day. a cherub on the front of it. I didn't realize that. I'm going to start smoking yeah. cigars right now. Right. Ridiculous. But that's what they say. And... Take the science out of it. Take the logic out of it. What they say is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, new Swedish cigar brand, Tektor. Tektor. You ever hear of that? Well, we did a press release back maybe in February or March. Oh, really? Okay, yep. you did. Uh, cigar festivals in the USA. Very comprehensive list yeah. of the cigar festivals. Not one or two. It's two pages of wow. it. Wow, Awesome. Awesome information. You, if you, you want to, I didn't even know existed. I get, I get uh, mailbags, and I, I don't have a chance to read them all. But there's mailbags asking about people in the Cigar Authority care package, and how do I find out who else is in it? So maybe we can have a little tweet up somewhere. 
you want to find out where cigar smokers are going, you pick up the copy of Cigar Journal. It's going to be worth the 8 bucks just for the fact that you can see where all these festivals are and go in and meet up with more Brothers of the Leaf. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, lots of new cigars coming out. They start listing them. These are not just cigars for the U.S., but cigars for other places in the world. This is going to be an important magazine in the future because as the FDA is going to shut it down on August 8th and no new cigars are going to come out in the U.S., this is going to tell you as new cigars come out other places. So what I think companies are going to do is they're going to test market products in Europe yeah. and other places, see how well they go, and then decide if they want to pay money for substantial equivalents yeah. or to go through the FDA compliance check and everything. Or mail them but directly into the, the U.S. is or, another. Or, or to, uh, the gray market that will exist and is going to come uh, as Cuban cigars get into the U.S., you're going to see these imagine, other cigars get Imagine there. being a lawmaker and putting a law in that not only hurts business – but helps other countries sell into the United States on a gray market. I know. Hurts the businesses that are already here and helps other people along the way. Creates monopolies, it's one thing after the other. It's just the worst thing. Will and it be illegal to possess you know, cigars that are no longer allowed? In other it words, it will be illegal for me to possess them. Uh, own, owning the shop, having it in here, mm. it, it will be like having poison. Uh, without having warning labels on it, and you know it's an illegal product at that point. Wow. What well, about your personal humidor <clears throat> in your office? No different than if in, someone in the else building, had it. I think in the building I'm screwed too. I don't really? think they can come to my house, but I think in, in the building it's so, going to be because this building is for. We have a retail. mutual friend, Tom. He has a humidor in his office. He doesn't sell cigars in his office. Yeah, he smokes fine. cigars. Mm. He has cigars in his humidor. He's fine. Yep. You're not fine because you're I'm in, here. I'm in the business of selling cigars. Now, what, what's to say I couldn't get into that humidor and walk What's out? to say someone else couldn't give you a $10 bill and go in your humidor? Right. So that's the problem. Ridiculous. That's, that's their argument. What if someone gave Tom a $10 bill to go into his humidor? Every cigar in his humidor is worth more than 10 He'd be losing money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, fair, fair point there. There we go. It's uh, interesting. And somebody told me, and I don't know how true this is, but when you order cigars from overseas, it's not an FDA issue. It's a customs issue. So it becomes a different enforcement. Okay. Yeah, it's no longer a federal crime. Yep. <laughs> 60 cigars are rated in this issue. One of them receives a 97, which we'll smoke in the next hour yep. uh, and see if we agree. We'll get into that in the next hour. It's rated a 97, five-star. It doesn't go higher than this. Why wouldn't we agree you probably were one of the people that smoked it? I did smoke it, and I thought it was great, but I didn't know what it was when I smoked it. But I, I, I am a taster for the magazine. I'm just saying. And it was great, and I gave it a good rating, but I'm not the only one. If you don't agree with the 97, we're going to have a, some sort of problem. Because if I had rated it in 87, it would have, there's not enough of us, it would have skewed the numbers that something would never get to. There would have to be a whole bunch of people going 100. Right. And then I go into it in 87 and drop it. I think you might be able to go as low as... Let's say 93 if everybody else was at 100. And just, that's how averages well, work. The, but. So i got to imagine there's a whole bunch of people who are at the very, very top in order for something to hold a steady 97. So, hey, we're going to end up seeing what we think with the band on it. I don't think we've smoked this cigar on the show yet. No, we have not. Nope. So it's going to be interesting. Um, how Havana cigar auctions began. Nice little history lesson. Yep. 
Yep, you, you hear about these auctions that take place uh, over in England a lot of times, and big money these things go for, and um, it doesn't happen in this country. You don't hear of uh, auctions for cigars. Now, my question is, what is more delicate than a Pringles chip? Why is it delicate? They stay stacked and they don't They stay break. stacked, but a Pringles chip is pretty delicate. I mean, you can doesn't take much pressure to crack it if you... I mean, those and those because, cans can take because a I was told it's really like mashed potatoes turned into a yeah, it's like freeze dried or something. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's delicate. I like I like a Pringles. What else is just like anyone else? What I'm a big <laughs> fan of the Pringle uh, packaging. It looks like uh, where could, are you going with this? I'm going with packaging. Okay, how Pack Emporium wants to change cigar packaging. Uh, we've seen it with Christian Aroa this year with the tubular cans, the ah, Pringles can, the Pringles can with the seal now. A box, even sealed in cellophane, because of the way the heat shrink works, you end up with holes on the sides where the cellophane gets mushed together. With a Pringles can, you've got that foil lid over the top. Yeah. So you can maintain perfect humidity, plus you've got a sealed airspace inside that can that will also aid in temperature control. So we could see packaging go to cans. No, you with will not. With the exception of now, the United States because you can't change packaging. United States. But you can't. You can change it with FDA approval. Does it cost money to change the packaging? Let if me you follow let me, the. Let me say this: We know Nicaragua has problems with wood right now. Right. Hmm. There's a pill for that. <laughs> I'm, just, D. I'm just going ahead of Barry. I know where he's going. His eyes lit up like here. Here it is. But let me let me take that away from down him. boy. There's a problem with <laughs> is uh, there a pill for that? with cedar in Nicaragua. They're having box issues. We don't have our uh, firecrackers right firecrackers now. Firecrackers were delayed because the boxes, boxes took longer than anticipated. So there's there's a wood problem that's there. So a country has a wood problem. They say, you know what, we're going to have to go to canisters right now because we don't have the wood. We've got to bundle these things. Instead. You know, I remember during the cigar boom, we couldn't get certain cigars because they were waiting for packaging. And I said, just bundle them up. La Gloria Cubana was the perfect example. Mm. And Ernesto Carrillo in Miami is making these cigars, waiting for the boxes. I said, just wrap them in paper and send them up here. I'll refill them in the box. I'll sell them as a bundle. doesn't matter. I need the cigars. The cigars are done. They're aged. Sure. They're ready to go. Yeah, I'll take them. What happens in this issue that Nicaragua has a box problem, they have to package a different way, now the U.S. can't receive them because they can't get that kind of wood. The packaging would have to change. Right? There's so many things that can wow. happen with this thing. Yeah. So, anyway, that's uh, the packaging issue. Um, what else we got? What else is Day in, in the life of cigar rollers at the Rocky Patel factory. Now, day in the life stuff typically reads very boring. But they really paint a very vivid picture following this pair around through the factory, what they do during the day. I, I find it fascinating every time they do it. Yep, every issue, that's my favorite aspect of the issue. Yeah. It's the, the day in the life. The, yeah, the regular people yep. and what they do. Uh, Camacho's new cigar factory, there was something there on there. Aging cigars slowly. Is there a fast way to do it? How can you speed up time? <laughs> I guess it's a slow process. It is a slow, slow process, but uh, they're talking about aging cigars, pushing yeah. the envelope of humidity and really risking mold. I mean, if you push it up like seventy-two, seventy-three percent, and yeah. you keep it there, maybe you could age them quicker, but slow and steady. So, were you at the store the other day? Glenn Case from Christoph comes in. We spend a couple hours having a cigar together. Yep. He leaves. Cigar Journal shows up after he leaves. I look at it. There's a story of Glenn in there, <laughs> and I didn't know he was a banker. You he, went from, he went from a banker 
two in the cigar industry. You learned something new about someone. Right after he left, it would have been so cool if the thing probably came in. We yeah. didn't unpack the box or whatever at the time. Um, so nice story of him in there, tasting and pairing. I'll tighten the bronze in Miami, the F factory. There's so much. These things are packed with information. My favorite one, uh, I don't know if you fully read the Eladio Diaz. That's the Davidoff's I, master blender. There's I know Eladio. Master blenders at Davidoff. They've got Hendrick Kellner and Eladio. Yep. And I, what I found fascinating was at 15 years old, he was the quickest roller at the Victoria factory. Uh, and he not only works on the new blends, but he also is, plays an integral role in coming up with new shapes for cigars, playing with the different shapes and how they draw and how they burn and how they perform. Very interesting, man. So what happens in the future to blenders and people that work on shapes like that when you can't come out with a new blend or a new shape? You still need a blender because the wording in the FDA does say that with crops changing or whatever, you might have to add a little, take a little, and so long as you're not changing the overall profile of the cigar, you're okay. So you, I think the blender... you make that up? You make no, that that's up. in there. That's what it says. Yeah. You can change the profile or take you a little away. You cannot change the profile, yeah. but because of the way the growing of tobacco works, you're going to have some seasons where you're a little stronger, say, and somewhere you're a little milder. So the blending of the cigar has been taken into effect uh, into account with some, some of the FDA's regulations. Well, that's how it really works. But Correct. I mean, th- th- you think the FDA understands that? that they no. wrote it. Okay. I don't know if they understand that? it. That's but not how I, I read it. That's not how I read I it. I read it that if you change any leaf to adjust the strength or profile of a cigar, that that becomes a new stick. But that's not what I said. What did you say? If you A little further down than that, it accounts for the fact that the growing seasons change the flavor profiles and the strength profiles of the tobacco. So right. outside of adjusting for the normal striations in the leaves, you can't change the blend. But you can adjust for those normal striations. Striations. Is that a word? Striations? I, I'm going with it. Anyways. Are you going with it? No, 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 no. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you made that up. <laughs> Hanky Kellner's Yamastron Project, his uh, tobacco fields that are there, a coffee and cigars, brewing a perfect pair. I love coffee and cigars. That's my perfect marriage right my there. My favorite quote from that is, a meticulously per- prepped cupping allows coffees to be analyzed on the basis of their own intrinsic merits. Did you have a cup? I've never cupped. I did. Well, hang on. I've never cupped coffee. Really? I'm, I'm glad you... Uh... Yeah. This I have, is, this yeah. Is when I you, have cupped. You get a spoon over the coffee and you slurp it. <laughs> That's how you taste the coffee. Hot? Hot. Ooh. Yeah, you... Mix the coffee in boiling water as the water is cooling and stir it in. And then, and then you taste it, and that's how you, and you, and you go Can to you different Can you taste bo- anything after the burn? Yeah, because, because you're like that, and then it's, it's very interesting. And, and I must have did it to 30 different coffees, and we're around and around and around. It was, it was like when, you, when they're tasting blends, and you're going back and forth and back and forth. It was awesome. It was just like it. It was the same thing. It was awesome. Um, travel Corner, Pinal del Rio, Cuba was awesome to see that and read about what they said because I was there and there, yeah. able to live through it. Cigar lounges in New York City, and we're going to get uh, into that uh, in the next half hour. Uh, what's happening uh, during tobacco fermentation? Um, then we got the best page in the book. It's actually right across from the best page in the book. To, to I didn't realize, by the way, that when you increase the temperature, that you increase not just the temperature of the tobacco, but also the pH of the tobacco increases. I learned that reading the article. There we go. You learn a lot. Yep. 
with the Cigar Authority, we have plenty to learn. Lots to learn. Page 152 is the best it page. It is the best page. But you'll, you'll uh, see when you get second there. best page, page 29. Page 29. Page 29. Did you even read it? I'm sure I read every single thing. But what's page 29? That's where you get your shout out. Oh, really? They I always mention, look for that, too. They mention my, my name in there? Yeah. It's always good. Uh, cigar Jaws, made by hand. The Monte Cristo, the Cuban Monte Cristo jar, made by hand. Um, and uh, the new issue of Cigar Journal is available at newsstands and tobacco uh, specialty retailers around the world. It's uh, bilingual in a couple of different ways. You've got a Spanish version with English, and you've got a German in, uh, version with English. And printed in the USA, it's Cigar Journal, and uh, another great issue. Cigarjournal.co. Yeah, great Reinhold, issue. you hit a home run, my man. And while we're saying that, they're doing the Cigar Trophy Awards that they do every year, and uh, that's going on right now, that they ended up asking people what they thought the best of every brand, every um, country, best brand cigar yeah. and best individual cigar. They have that information up there. Now they're at the point where you end up going there and choosing yourself which you think is the best, much like we do on the Cigar Authority's uh, version of uh, the Cigar of the Year, that we take that into consideration, what the people think. We also do other things because we're able to, to be able to look at what rings up in sales, what somebody bought a single of and came out, bought, bought, bought a box of. They're not able to do that. But they put a lot into into this, and uh, you got the best Cuban brand, Dominican brand, Honduran brand, Nicaraguan brand, USA brand, along with the best cigar. Not just brand, but the cigar within that. And sometimes that actually even changes, that the brand is the best on one thing, but as the individual cigar, it becomes a different thing. So go on the um, – what do you go on to with that? Cigarjournal.co. That's no, I don't think so. At Cigartrophy.com. Cigartrophy.com. Oh, cigar and then you can actually vote. Cost you nothing to do it. Go on there, give it a vote, and um, see what you think. I'd be interested to see what you think. And uh, that would be that. Early thoughts right now on the flavors of the Nat Sherman Pan American. Pan America? Pan American. Maybe it's because we're talking about coffee, but. I think it's um, Pan Americana. Pan Americana. Coffinated barbecue. I can't tell you how much I love this size. Oh, it's great. After smoking big cigars all the time. It's, it's, it's so packed with flavor. Um, I notice you're talking even more than normal because you're not suffering from the lockjaw from those big ring mm. gauges. Am I talking a lot? <laughs> a lot of coffee today. <laughs> yeah. A lot of coffee. Yeah, you did. I got up uh, with, with some issues this morning. Yes, and... you did. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, he made his name in the cigar business in a big way from Boston to the Big Apple, from Davidoff to Nat Sherman. Mike Herklotz joins us. Stick around. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Or something like that. (laughs) Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box. Retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. 
your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The Sponsors Deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. He's been in the cigar business, started out in my neighborhood, later making his way to the Big Apple. He took a big bite out of it and made a big name for himself in the cigar industry in a big way. Right now, from Nat Sherman Cigars, Michael Herklotz, welcome to the Cigar Authority. And Michael, if you, uh, we can see you talking. Can you unmute your microphone? It's uh, like we've done this before. Yes. It's, a regular, it's a regular occurrence. Yep. This is why I love the people in, in here, in studio, because yeah. it happens every Physically time. in person. There we go. There, there we, we go, go. Michael Herklotz. There you are. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, geez, I met you uh, over 20 years ago. Uh, you were working in Boston under Dave Kitchens at Gloucester Street Cigar in Boston uh, with Joe Pasquale. It feels like yesterday, though, Dave. Oh, my God. You, you actually started even before that in, in, in the Peru? I start. My first job was, um, was at the Prudential Center Mall. There used to be a little kiosk outside of the entrance to the top of the hub. And I started there. Uh, I started there in 1999. So it wasn't. It hasn't quite been 20 years. But 1999 was was my first job in the cigar business uh, at that little cart. Wow, you came a long way, brother. Congratulations <laughs> to you. And, well, and congratulations to you on 20 years. Yeah, it's 20 years here in New Hampshire for us. That's when we moved out of yeah, Boston. Incredible. We did, we did 11, uh, 11 long in Boston, and then uh, all the taxation ended up happening. That's that's when you were you came into it. Uh, 
after I had, had left uh, from there, I kind of gave up. Uh, but going from there uh, with taxation, you, you uh, end up in New York with much worse taxation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, in, in all honesty, uh, last year, year before, the state of New York ended up um, coming up with a new methodology of calculating uh, OTP. So we had, although the percentage is still 75 percent, the actual methodology of how we calculate that 75 percent gives us an effective rate of about 28% now in New York, which is not as bad as right. certainly what it was in some of our neighbors. Yeah, livable. And that, and that was a, a big uh, a thing for uh, manufacturers, basically, of cigar brands like Davidoff, where you used to work, and also Nat Sherman, where you are now. It ends up helping them out uh, a lot and uh, making it uh, livable, I guess, for the cigar consumer. Yeah, livable is a relative word in New York City. but <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, big, big change up from, from going to Boston over to New York? You know, I, listen, I grew up in a tiny town, uh, Danielson, Connecticut, the very northeast corner of the state. I mean, there are more people in a building in New, in New York City than the town I grew up in. Yeah. Um, so, I was, it was a much larger adjustment, I think, going from Danielson to Boston than Boston to New York. Um, I think Boston was really good training wheels for a small-town country kid to kind of figure it out before moving to the city. Yeah. Well, you're kind of the poster child for uh, dress for the job that you want because uh, it is sort of the running thing in the whole cigar industry that, that who's the best dressed? It's you every time. Yep. Well, that's, that's awfully nice to hear. So well, that, that, that's the look and the feel of, of New York City for sure, and, and you took it in a big way, uh, uh, certainly taking Davidoff, uh, um, Madison Ave into, into a, uh, uh, a big thing, big talked about thing, and then uh, uh, moving over to a competitor over to Nat Sherman. I mean, what kind of uh, move was that? I mean, how was that looked upon? It was emotional. I mean, look, I did nine years with Davidoff, and, and uh, I've talked about this a lot. I think for a lot of people who think about Davidoff, they think about a very big company, and it is a very big company, but it's also a family business. And, and I really had a, a great privilege of being able to work with the family directly on a couple of projects. Um, and so leaving was a very difficult choice, but I left to join another family business for an opportunity that would never have existed uh, in my old company. Sure. Uh, and, and in full honesty, also, let's not forget that Nat Sherman is also a very important customer of Davidoff with our host brand um, that was, that's made by uh, what was Camacho, Camacho with the Aroa family and with the acquisition. Uh, we're now an important customer of Davidoff's. We've grown with Davidoff, um, and we sell some of their products in our store as well, I believe. So, you know, it really is um, uh, a very good relationship. It's a positive relationship, and it's one that continues to grow. There we go. And uh, so director of retail, so you had to do, you walk into there as uh, directing their retail operation, but then uh, taking on brand development, which uh, really is anybody that owns a retail operation or runs a retail operation, uh, you know, this is our dream of being able to develop uh, a brand and to do that with uh, somebody like Nat Sherman. I mean, holy God, to, to, to take that on to begin with. But uh, I'll tell you, you brought them back on the map. Not that they were off the map, but, I mean, holy God, it was a whole new thing of uh, basically old brands that were out there for a long time to actually bring on Timeless and, and now the, the Pan American. Is it Pan American? Pan America? What Dave, is it? Dave, actually, uh, Michael just dropped off the, uh, the hangar. Okay. He's on his cell phone. The audio quality is outstanding, but his video is a little choppy. Hopefully, we'll get him right back on. Maybe the audio is still there, no? No, he's, uh, he just dropped out of the broadcast. Yeah, he... Um, he 
when he ended up leaving Davidoff, he goes over to Nat Sherman as the director of retail. So he's running the retail operation. Which is so similar to what, what, what he was doing. Was, yep. What he was doing anyway. And then they uh, must obviously see something in him and said, you know what, why don't you develop brands Well, for because us? a lot of people think master blender or, oh, this person blended the cigar. But there's so much more than what leaves get rolled up together and get smoked. What, what, there's, there's what's the picture involved. on the band? Yes. The filetta yeah. on the box, the seal that goes on the box, the whole overall presentation. Are we talking a 20-count box? Are we talking 24? Yeah. What's the price point going to be? All that goes into the development of a brand to be able to give a cigar a fighting chance in the market. I think one of the most important things that he accomplished was he changed the demographics of the company. Meaning? I, Nat, Nat Sherman, Guys, sorry about that. That's okay. For me, Nat Sherman was my grandfather's cigar, and you've made the company younger. You changed the demographic of the customer. Um, how big of a challenge was that? Well, here's the thing. You know, Nat Sherman, let's not forget, was a person first, became a place, uh, and then became a product. Not unlike a lot of DNAs of great companies, Dunhill, Davidoff, DuPont. Uh, they all share a lineage like that. Um, so for 85 years, you know, we as a company were um, – Maybe a little slower, maybe a little more methodical, maybe a little more careful in things that we did. But ultimately, we were in business to make products that our customers wanted. Um, however, as, as we grew in other categories, um, I think the, the focus clearly shifted a bit away from the premium cigar side. Um, that's certainly not a secret. Um, and, and the family really wanted to bring some relevance back, like you said, Barry, uh, and, and become more relevant, more exciting, um, and, uh, and so that's what we did. So, you know, there were a couple of different issues. Um, one was obviously changing perception, um, reminding people that we were not a, um, just a store brand, but in fact we were a brand that has been globally sold for probably 50 years, the better part of 50 years being internationally distributed, um, and, uh, and that our products, though some of them – may have been um, a little less relevant, they were not less quality, and they were profoundly consistent, which, by the way, is the hardest thing to do in this business, right? It's, it's obviously very difficult to create new products. It is incredibly difficult to maintain old products. And, uh, and I think, Dave, you can attest to that just as well as any of us. Um, but to, to be able to maintain a blend year over year over year over year, I heard you guys chatting about it earlier, um, you know, to be able to slightly manipulate a blend and manipulate a recipe in order to maintain the same experience so the customer doesn't, uh, doesn't experience that change, that takes a lot of attention, a lot of money, a lot of time. Uh, and that is something that the Shermans did well. So what we did was we brought some new life, we brought some new energy, we discontinued product that maybe didn't make sense at the time, and we brought new product in that had a new look, a new feel, and that could help tell our story that, in fact, this is the next chapter for our company. Right. So um, music seems to be a reoccurring theme in the cigar industry, and you have your degree as a musician, if I'm not mistaken, a drummer. Am I, is that correct? Yeah, let's not confuse the two as a drummer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have a degree in drumming. Um, how, right. What, what attracts a musician to the cigar world? Because we see it all over the cigar industry. Listen, I, I talk to my friends that I went to school with all the time. I majored in performance. Everything I did, I was, I was a jazz drummer. I'm still a jazz drummer. 
everything I did was based on um, creation, collaboration, performance, engaging with people. Um, you know, you can play the same song every night with the same band and it's never going to be the same, right? Correct. You can smoke the same cigar every day. It's never going to be the same. You're going to smoke it with different people. You're going to smoke it in a different place. Um, for me, being in the retail business especially satisfied every single bit of being a, a performing musician. The only thing that it didn't have was the real creative side, which now in my new role uh, with Nat Sherman, I'm also responsible for the creative side. Um, and so I think, you know, when you're a musician, you are profoundly passionate about something. And the idea of having to make a living doing anything else other than just your favorite thing is paralyzing. Um, this is as much my favorite thing as music is. And I think it is for anyone who's in the music business um, who got into the cigar business. Rocky, uh, Nick Perdomo, Ernie, right? We're all musicians. Yeah, we all, uh, so many. Matt Booth. Pete Johnson, right? So yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's the craziest uh, thing that uh, people I didn't even know had anything to do with music, and then I get talking to them, and that's the business they were in before. Struggling yeah, musicians, so it's they an, say. it's an itch you got to scratch, and I experienced that myself. I love to perform as a DJ. Dave did as well, yeah. and, and, and you hit it on the head. You get to do that. Every single day. I love to perform the in the bedroom. Floor. Yeah, the Barry performs <laughs> in the bedroom. Not very well, but he does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to backtrack you a little <laughs> yeah. bit, Michael. Um, you mentioned that you got away from the premium cigars. And while you're not from the legal side of Nat Sherman, Nat Sherman was very big with cigarettes. They still are big with cigarettes. How does that prepare Nat Sherman with what we're about to go through with the FDA? Does it give you guys a distinct advantage? Well... <clears throat> The FDA has had control of tobacco since 2009. That's not a secret. Everyone who works with tobacco, whether it's cigars, cigarettes, or anything else, knows that that was the case since 2009. I think one of the unique um, realities of Nat Sherman is that Nat Sherman has worked directly with the FDA since 2009 um, because of our cigarette business. So we certainly have uh, a little bit more familiarity, I suppose, with um, – you know, how these applications are processed, what information they need, those types of things. Um, you know, I don't know that it necessarily gives us an upper hand. I don't, uh, but it, it's from, from our standpoint, it is no less discouraging. Um, it's no less frustrating. It's no less alarming. Um, but at the end of the day, we at least have some experience doing it. And, um, you know, we've, we've also been, been working closely with some of our peers offering some guidance um, to some of our fellow cigar manufacturers who are, who are um, you know, really concerned about what to do next. A lot of people have been calling us asking for guidance. And, you know, as, as you all know and everyone who watches the show knows, this industry is, a, is a, a, a very familial business. And despite the fact that we're all competitors, I think we all really go out of our way to support each other, especially in times of, uh, in, in times of trouble like these. So we've spent a lot of time over the last month or so um, meeting with and talking with some of our biggest competitors um, to help work together to make sure we're all doing the right thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. The Sherman family, and, and I, the only one I, I had never met before was Nat. Uh, died in 1990. I had heard of him. I got in the business in 85. But the uh, Sherman family, um, Michelle went to school in Boston. I don't know if you know that. And uh, yep. she used to come once a week over to our store when we were in Boston and uh, pitch her stuff and hang out in the store. 
beautiful young young woman and um, uh, loved it then. You know, you knew that's where she was going to end up too. It's a real family business that's there, and they're great people from what I see. I mean, you you work for a family, and you're the outsider in there. No problem at all for you? Well, you know what? I mean, I, it, it can't be easy to have a family business and then to hire – a non-family member in a leadership role. Yeah. Um, I think I think there's a lot of credit that has to be given to the Shermans for uh, for having the guts to do it. I mean that that clearly shows a commitment to a long-term strategy, to wanting to be relevant, to wanting to make product um, that people want and have a company that's going to grow for the long term. Um, so you know we we uh, we work together in a pretty profound way, and we have a very brutal, honest relationship. Um, there's no secrets. There's also no eggshells. You know, I got hired to, to work closely with this family and help lead it. Um, and so that's exactly what I do. So, but I'll, I'll tell you what, there's never been a a real instance where there's ever been anything that I've wanted or needed or, or believed in that they've ever said no to. Wow. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we think about, we, we weigh the pros and the cons and we decide as a family business, whether it makes sense to move forward and, uh, and by and large, everything I've ever wanted to do, we've done. And you've all seen, um, lots, a lot of those, a lot of those yeah, changes. The, the industry is often ta- uh, talking about what it taking, what is old and making it new again. And you guys put an interesting twist on this concept by honoring some dedicated people with your bench collection. Can you tell us about Sam and George? Sure. Um, so bench collection was around before I joined the company. And the idea was to just to do some very small batch products that were exclusive to our flagship store, um, not made in, in huge quantities. Um, and in fact, the, the original idea for it was to even be a larger project, which it just never ended up being because uh, we ended up focusing more on um, Timeless and, and our overall brand strategy instead of store strategy. So bench is very much a store strategy product. Um, but we ended up, um, we have one employee, Sam Perry, who was celebrating, he had celebrated his 20th. We were approaching 21, 22 years. And, um, as we were putting together our first new product in 2011, 12, the timeless collection, we had a lot of different blends, um, that the general public smoked, that retailers smoked, that our staff smoked, um, and Sam really loved this one particular blend and it was just not the direction we wanted to go nationally because it was a little too old school, too similar to, um, Metropolitan and some of the other blends that we already had that we were keeping. But Sam was so into it that we said, man, we got to do something. So we decided to, to create a subset within our bench collection called the legacy series. And, uh, and so we put Sam's name It's the first time. Any name had ever been on a Nat Sherman cigar besides Nats. Um, And so we did that for Sam. We did 100 boxes of 10, and uh, we did a big party for him. He was was featured in a a few magazines. It really ended up being a great uh, great thing. His customers loved it. We loved it. Um, And then just this past year, uh, another one of our employees, George Georgiatis, who was one of the most outspoken, um, really face of the store, People came from all over to see George. Um, uh, George was was um, uh, stepping down a little in time, and um, and uh, so we did a legacy series for George also. Box of ten, different blend, 
um, and box a hundred. So his customers love that too. So it's not something that, that necessarily needs to happen every year. Um, you know, we don't have any employees approaching those kind of, of milestones in the store. So it might be some time before we do it again. Plus it's going to, if ever, it's going to take some time to, to file some applications right. to now do it a, again. But isn't it, that, so, that says a lot about that family, um, that, uh, I look at companies that end up uh, having employees for a long period of time, and I'm proud to say myself, I have uh, employees uh, at the 20-year mark myself. Uh, it says a lot to, to end up obviously doing right for the employee or choosing the right employee to be able to stay on that long or want to do it because it's a lost thing of the guy uh, spending his life at a business and getting the gold watch at the end is, is uh, something you think about that happened in the 50s or something, but it still exists out there with the right company. Well, and that, I think it says a lot about the employer, obviously, and also, mm. of course, about the employee and that type of loyalty and dedication. But at yep. the end of the day, you know, if, if, if people are hungry to move and do something else and look for other things and, you know, that's, that's admirable, I suppose, too. But there's also something admirable about, you know, really respecting and honoring the people who put the food on your table for your family. And if you have, if you have employees that have been there for 20 years, I think that's a huge credit to you. Sure. So we're getting ready. We're, we're uh, days away from, less than a month away from IPCPR. I'm hearing uh, everybody's going to try to roll out as much as possible to get out uh, before the FDA ruling on uh, August 8th, get it out onto the marketplace. Is that what not, Nat Sherman's doing? No. No? Um, you know, not what not. I was expecting it, it, the listen. answer was. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, okay. You know, we, we don't make our business decisions in haste. We never have. Um, if, if you look at portfolios of companies that are significantly younger than ours, they have eight times the SKUs that we have. Um, we're 85 years old and in 2012 we cut SKUs. We are in the business of being partners for our retailers and we're in the business of making sure that our consumers have access to the best product and we're not going to do anything uh, to jeopardize that standing that we've spent 85 years investing in that reputation. So we set out our IPCPR 2016 strategy uh, in, in last September, and that's what we've worked towards Same. all year. Um, it's, been a, it's been a slow and steady process. I'm excited that the things that we are going to show at the show uh, have been worked on, have been aged properly, were created properly. They have a strategy behind them, and they are going to hit the market, and they're going to win. Um, you know, we are not going to try and – and, you know, roll out 280 SKUs, you know, who's going to who's going to get it into the marketplace? Right. You know, I, I mean, the FDA also specifically says that there's a difference between a test market and in commerce. This isn't, you know, like I, I have to sell 18 cigars so I can try and hold on to a trademark. You need to show that this is in commerce. And for us to ask our retail partners, hey, can you do me a favor and buy a box of 200 SKUs? And buy 200 boxes for me just so I can get it in commerce. It's just, it's not something we're willing to do. Um, so we have um, in, uh, in our timeless collection from the Dominican Republic, we're adding two sizes. Uh, Panamericana, we already added three sizes at the TAA, um, which brings that line to seven. And we'll share those again at the show for those who are fortunate enough to buy that product. Um, and in our Metropolitan Connecticut and Metropolitan Maduro, we're adding a six by 60 to each of those. So adding a, another relevant size to a time-honored line. It's also the first time I'm sharing that. So uh, your listeners you. and you scoop, guys scoop. are going to be the first to hear those. There we go. Um, and, you know, we, we, we do have one new line uh, that we're not prepared to announce yet, but we will 
within the next uh, probably within the next month, right after Fourth of July, we're, we we should have all the art and the photos done. Send and then we'll right announce over that. To, uh, Barry at but, the cigar but that's party. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know it's quite different, and uh, you know I don't know if you uh, buy the cigars for uh, the Nat Sherman store and hear all the people coming in, and uh, a day doesn't go by that I don't hear from a manufacturer with their twenty new lines that are coming out at the show. It's going to be crazy, and I got to imagine yeah. none of the cigars are going to be any good because they're all rushed to to the market. I um, look. I don't fault any company for making the choices they do, um, and if that's their strategies, that's great. And you know, I'm sure our store team, if if those guys need some help, our store team is probably going to be willing to help them too. But um, you know, we are certainly not going. We're also not going to change our store strategy and what we sell um, either, and get and get loaded up on product that that won't even necessarily remain the same or it was rushed. That's that's not our strategy as a company in in either side of our business. That's I've come to the conclusion that Michael has the political correctness. Oh, he's in, awesome. He could run in, for office in, du- yeah. in double than anybody else because I have none of it. You know, and, and I'll say this about you, Michael. I, I uh, did for a few years uh, at the TAA. I did the Dream Machine, and I would get up there and and. Uh, try to get the people to buy more product and stuff and, and introduce the new lines that are up there and try to create people talking and engaging into uh, things that will affect us. And after my uh, years at TAA um, on the board was over, they had to choose somebody else uh, to step in, and um, they ended up choosing you. And I was, uh, I was in awe, actually, the past couple of years uh, seeing you up there, and especially the deep dive, something you created that um, anybody can leave after a certain point, and uh, those that want to stay to get really deep into this discussion uh, stay in. And the first year, it was a, a small group that ended up staying, and this year the group was much, much larger, and it, it was so great. It's actually the most important thing, and the thing I look for the most at TAA is you getting up there and engaging these people and get them to open up. And at the, the questions you ask, and I, I got to pat you on the back when, when somebody does it much better than I did, and that's you. you you've taken that into a, a whole new stratosphere as far as I'm concerned. Michael, before you answer that, I've seen you do that for the charity fundraiser that you do for your school that you went to. Are you going to be doing that this year, and do you have a date yet? Um, so I stopped the, uh, the fundraising after my 10th year. We raised about $420,000. Uh, nice. from my high school, all through the support of the cigar industry. Um, and I stopped it after my 10th, really just because now that I have kids, I wanted to be home with my family on my birthday instead of with, you know, a bunch of guys like you smoking cigars yeah, and, uh, and going, no and going crazy. No offense However, taken, right. uh, uh, that said, I actually, I, my plan is to start another fundraiser again, probably not for my birthday, maybe in the fall. Um, I don't have dates. I don't have a plan yet. Um, in fact, I just went home to my high school again. I, I, I still go back every year and, and uh, give a little speech and meet with students. And they still have about $250,000 in their accounts. So it's not like they're short on, on support, but it is such a fun thing to do. And uh, it's great to see what these kids do with the money. So, um, so I'll probably restart something maybe a little smaller and uh, not, not try and hit the, the, the numbers I was hitting fundraising-wise, but still do a little, a little something extra. As far as Dream Machine, uh, you know, I think following in your shoes, Dave, was, was not an easy uh, 
not easy shoes to fill by any means. I don't think I filled them. You did. Um, you but, did. you know, what, what you were able to do up there, I found uh, incredibly inspiring because you were able to, to create business reasons and, and calculating discounts. And this is why this makes sense. And this is why you should do this. And, this, you know, your perspective, I think, was so profound that you were able to push a needle in a way that I can't do. Um, which is why I have to drop F-bombs and make jokes. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Instead. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It, it, it is great. And you're a good man. You're a good man. You're a smart guy. And uh, they're lucky to have you there. If ever you want to take a major cut in pay and move back uh, in, in this area. <laughs> take you in a second. <laughs> we, we, we take you in you a second. You have my job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Uh, we're, we're smoking the Pan, Pan American? Pan Americana. Pan, Pan, Pan Americana. Pan Americana. Okay. Pan Americana. Seven sizes, uh, made in Nicaragua, very Costa Rican heavy. Um, in fact, Dave, I know you're always uh, a fan of nostalgia industry-wise, but the for me, the, the flavor I was playing with, and this wasn't even originally going to be a blend. It was really just playing with blends when I was down there. But I, I was thinking about the original Tabacalera Tambor flavor when Don Douglas in sure. Costa Rica with the original Bahias, the original CAOs, that sort of like salty, earthy, rich thing. I mean, that, those, were the, those were the cigars that changed my life in the late 90s that was like, oh, man, this is, this is totally different. And so I was playing with what I thought could be um, – something that would work and so it's not it's not quite the same but it does have that sort of salty leathery earthy um thing and in that size the the cervantes it's killer i love it it is very very good very good so outstanding th- thank you so much for joining us here on the cigar authority i'll see you in less than a month i'm looking forward to it guys thanks for having me barry congratulations on your big day thank you very much michael see you soon Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, there's lots going on in the cigar industry. Behind the scenes in the factory, at the printers, new cigars are all over the place, ready to slam the shelves across the U.S. and the world. Should you be interested in them? Should we? We'll talk about that when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be smoking your Nat Sherman Panamericana TAA Cervantes, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. 
graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life. Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. It's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Lots of brands are just a month away from being released. Are you ready? Are we ready? Are they ready? We're going to talk about that. We're looking forward to smoking uh, uh, a cigar that is rated 97 by Cigar Journal. We're about to light it up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time 
Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. And Cigar uh, Journal got it right again. They got it right again. I feel like you're just patting yourself on the back when you say I, that. I am not because I don't know what they are when, when they send them without a band on it. I'm only just, as I say, just one person of the group of people that are smoking these blind. All right. But so you get aesthetically a, beautiful. You get a dark box press cigar. Yep. And right away, the one you'd think of is not Davidoff. Padron, possibly. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the wrapper. And to me, that would be the giveaway. Who else has such a beautiful wrapper on a box press cigar? And Barry, when, he, when I get the cigars in and I take a picture of it, and if he's not there with me, I take a picture and I send it to him. If I don't and he's right there, I see exactly what you do. You look at him and you say, this is that. This is, and I don't do that. Hmm. I don't, I, what I do look at is which ones do I want to smoke first because some of them look like they're very strong. And I go, you know, I'm not into strong cigars. So I put those aside and I'll get it's to them the only later. Thing, when it's the only <laughs> thing that you put off is smoking stronger cigars. And, and I don't get it right all the time. Sometimes yeah. in that last group of cigars that I end up smoking that I think are strong, all of a sudden I get something in there and I go, oh, my God, this is really good. And I thought it was going to be really strong, but it's not. It's good. Not, not that a strong cigar isn't good. Yeah, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do it like Michael Herkles. I don't know, know uh, how to say it nicely. Man, but... is he well-worded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Professional. Oh, yeah. I felt... If he's willing to take like half price, <laughs> I will take him in a half. <laughs> Maybe a little less than that, but it's cheaper to live here in New Hampshire than it is New York. Uh, that's true. Yes, that it is. But no, he, good man, and uh, and uh, he's, he's really moving the needle over there in that Sherman. So this is the Davidoff Nicaraguan Box Press Toro, rated ninety-seven by Cigar Aficionado with five stars. Barry, what do you know about this? Well, Cigar this- Journal. Cigar Journal. This Nicaraguan Puro marks the first time Davidoff introduces a box press cigar bearing the Davidoff name. Their relentless pursuit of perfection paid off when they discovered that a blend crafted with the finest leaves from plants grown in the fiery volcanic soil of Esteli, Candega, Jalapa, and Ometepe in Nicaragua created just the right balance of sweet and bitter notes to tantalize the palate with its Nicaraguan Habano Escuro wrapper. Today we are smoking the Toro, which measures 6x52, and it has an MSRP of $17.39. It's available in four packs, and it comes in boxes of 12. It's not really, for Davidoff, it's not overpriced. I mean, it's actually a pretty good price for this. $17.80? You know, another cigar at $17.80, you'd say it's a lot of money, $17.80. Look at this cigar, $17.80. It's not bad. Price-wise. When you smoke it, it goes into another stratosphere, but we'll, we'll look at that. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands are raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And Barry Speak- cutting with this new Boston Bruins cutter. There we go. Um, wow. the, um, can, I, can I get a refund on this? Does it come in orange and blue? It does not. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just said no. Cold draw is tantalizing. I stole that from the <clears throat> press release there. <laughs> First Davidoff box pressed ever. They waited an awful long time till they did it because they wanted it to be perfect. Hinky Kelman. As Kelman close to perfect as you're going to get. The cold yeah. drawer is Hinky Kelman. Yeah, you know, it's its own flavor profile. Yeah. 
Yamastron. Does it have Yamastron in it? Uh, Esteli, Kandega, Jalapa, and Ometepe. No, and yet it still does. So it's got to be his processing or whatever. Yeah, whatever they do as far as uh, fermenting the tobacco. Slow and steady. Brings me back to when we did the show uh, in Connecticut at the tobacco farm inside that barn. Yes. Okay. The smell of... um, that was um, Connecticut Broadleaf. There yeah. was no Connecticut Broadleaf in here, though, right? No, but I think it's more of the barn that you yeah, get. The, and the, the barn, the, the sweetness dry. in the air. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do that again. That was good. And we're going uh, to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Renegade. This fourteen ninety nine beauty features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and it better because you're burning four jets, which consume an awful lot of fuel, but you don't have to worry. This lighter will outlast all of the other lighters on your retailer shelves because the tank is so big. Got a little mirror on the front and a flip-out bullet punch that does extend past vertical for you big rain, ring gauge smokers. Looks like a high-end lighter yep. that you'd expect. $14.99. Looks like $99 all day long in retail. $14.99. Easy sell retailers out there. You should be carrying it, and you consumers should be buying it. $14.99. A bargain. No doubt about it. Help us. Help them. Yeah. I believe, I believe they're coming out with their own humidipacks. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. Because the 10-year um, patent. Exclusivity yeah. to the patent. To the patent. So you're going to see that and uh, maybe a little better, better break for the consumer because competition is good mm. for the consumer. Yeah. It's, it's good for everybody. I like competition. I think theirs is potassium-based, which makes it cleaner and better for cigars. Potassium. Yeah. Something Sounds with, expensive. Something with a P. Well, it starts with a P. So you just went with potassium. It yeah. could be potato-based. It was eaten out of petroleum, and then it want to excite you. <laughs> there we go. What a nice, beautiful-looking, um, elegant box-press cigar with the, with the secondary band. I love that chrome color that they put mm-hmm. on the secondary band. Black Davidoff band, box-pressed. You got to try this. 97-rated, five-star, in Cigar Journal. How do you beat this? Barry, what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's Up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. Well, some new arrivals this week, and we saw the arrival of Ivy Cigars from Jason Holly's Viva Republica. The cigar pays homage to an iconic image of John F. Kennedy smoking in Harvard Square the same spot that Holly had his first cigar while attending Harvard. Oh, Harvard. Harvard. Uh, also new this week is Rough Riders Sweets from Indian Head. The long filler cigar consists of wrapper grown in Connecticut with some sweetness added to it, creating notes of sugar and honey. You're talking about a $3 retail cigar. Long filled, imported from the Dominican Republic, $3 cigar. I haven't smoked it yet, but an amazing price, I'll tell you that. And in industry news, the first iconic Cuban product to reach the U.S. stores will be coffee. Sorry, no Roma cigars just yet, as Swiss-based Nespresso announced on Monday that it will be selling long-restricted coffee throughout the U.S. starting this fall, which is the latest evidence that renewed ties between the U.S. and Cuba 
after five decades of estrangement, is even closer. How long has this no, been that's... going on? Like 60 years, this, this embargo? Well, yeah. And the coffee is your leadoff? Yeah, 56 well, in the, years. In the, there was on. an exemption for coffee to be allowed into trade. And I read, I read up on this a little bit because I'm you know, and did a they coffee have, fanatic. And did they have to go through, like everybody said, oh, in order for Cuban cigars to come here, it's going to have to be an act of Congress to happen. It wasn't for coffee. No, this was a, an exemption or some short. Well, that's how it's going to happen. Let Jonathan me tell you. said he read about it. So I, I read up on I'm less interested in how and more into what. It's going to be limited edition. It's not. This is not regular production. So what? It's legal. Yeah. A Cuban be product legal in the United legal States. Cuban Why shouldn't coffee. it be anything? And Why shouldn't it be rum? Why shouldn't it be, you know, I thought. Cigars. Rum, yeah. Cigars <laughs> would be great. That's obvious. Cafecito de Cuba, they're calling it. I knew that the, the rum is ready. Rum is, is, is already packed. Wow. There's a different name to it and everything, and it's packed and ready to go. It's sitting there, pallets and pallets of it, ready to go, but just waiting for you to give them their money. Right. <laughs> well, we reported a few weeks ago that Oliva Cigar Company was in the process of being sold. Now word comes out that Jay Cortez, a family-owned cigar maker in Belgium, has outbid Scandinavian Tobacco Group and is close to completing the purchase of Oliva Cigar Company. Hashtag redemption. Um, this has been going on for quite a while. Me and Barry have been talking about it behind the scenes. It was a uh, general cigar that was ready to go. And then at the last minute, a, um, one of the distributors in Belgium, Jay Cortez, and you may not know Jay Cortez. What is that? We carried the brand, actually, uh, back in the day, uh, a blue tube called Jay Cortez. But they also make the uh, little mini Neos, Neos tins, tins no. that are distributed by J.C. Newman. This is a major, big company. Does that at all connect any dots that maybe J.C. Newman could be on the auction block if no. there's that connection in there? They know each other. I would, I would imagine J.C. Newman's going to lose Neos because if they're going to distribute. Or, or, yeah. or do they pick up Oliva because Jay Cortez isn't in the U.S. They have distributors in the U.S. for their products. And, and have J.C. Newman distribute And it? have J.C. Newman do it. Oh. Could that be the plan? See, I was thinking this was a good thing because it would probably save a lot of jobs. It's a good thing. That, yeah. So, I mean, if it was Scandinavian tobacco, it probably would have gone into that portfolio. Yeah, it just becomes a page on that yep. on their book. And maybe you're going to see some crazy stuff that's going to happen. You may see somebody acquire a brand and actually destroy it on purpose. Eliminate the competition type Yeah. Thing. Just buy them so that they don't they can get their shelf space, take it away or whatever. It's gonna be some crazy stuff going on here. You know rum raisin ice cream? I do. Yes. Imagine if it was made with uh, the the maraschino cherry. So you have rum cherry mm. ice cream. A little bit of cream, a little bit of the sweet from the cherry, a little bit of bite from the rum, all mixed together to bring about Davidoff Nicaraguan box press toro. You know yeah, what? I, I agree. I'd give it a 99 right now. You know what? I don't want you to think when you get the cigar is I don't want you to think Padron because you mentioned it early and said, oh, right. Box Press, Nicaraguan, blah, blah, blah. Let's think Padron because I think you're going to be disappointed. The first time I smoked it, I made that mistake. Yeah. And then go in with a clean mind, I automatically expected it to be. Yeah. It's not a Padron. Mm-hmm. It's very, very different than a Padron. Very different. But by itself, man, this cigar is up my. Wheel, wheelhouse, for sure. Yeah, it's on the, the milder side of medium at the beginning. And if I'm not yeah, mistaken, because I've smoked oh, yeah. it one other time, it yeah. does kick up Ooh. into medium, medium plus as you get past that secondary. This band. is a big deal, the cigar. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. 
for, you know, and we're going to talk about this, of what we're expecting to come out and what we're looking forward to. If this hadn't come out yet, this would be the thing I'd be looking forward to, right. to sure. seeing. And here it is already. Sure. It's not something they rushed to, to the market because it came out beforehand. Uh, before it was even announced right. that this was happening, they were ready to go with it. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is an awesome cigar. Awesome, um, man! I'm blown away. Well, these cigars will cost a little bit more in the state of West Virginia, which was facing a budget shortfall. They passed a new budget that included an increase in the cigar tax from seven percent to twelve percent. Perfect. So they'll just have less money because those people will just go over the border to whatever the lower tax rate is. Right. And they'll buy them yeah, there. And some people don't move. look at that. 7 to 12. Well, that's not all, the, all that much. It's 50%. It's a lot. It's a 50% increase. It's huge. And if it was any other product, it would be national attention. Yeah, if yeah, you put 50% something. increase on a tax on bread, yeah. the whole world would be in an uproar. Is there a tax on bread? No. No, because the tax on soda in Philadelphia, one and a half cents an ounce. Crazy. They passed that two weeks ago. No. But lastly, Skip Martin and Mike Rosales of Roma Craft Tobacco have announced that the Two Guys Smoke Shop exclusive Cro-Magnon Firecracker has left the Nicosuenio factory in Esteli and is expected to arrive in New Hampshire this coming week. My prediction is Friday, but Thursday is a possibility. Friday would be the last chance. Yeah, and kind of- very, very bad because I want people to smoke it on 4th of July. So that means they come in, hey. we have to get them out, and they have to arrive to people on a holiday. Hang Impossible. on a second. Stop. Yes. Because you... Imagine that people should be smoking it on Fourth of July. Doesn't mean that's that the people, whole idea of this. But doesn't thing. mean that people shouldn't buy it and smoke it they on another anyway. day. Absolutely. And they listen. They're all going to sell. It's not going to matter anyway. I mean, it's a big deal. It bothers you for no reason. No, because the whole plan is. I understand. For this I want to smoke it on Fourth of July. I will because I'll smoke, have it. Smoke the regular firecracker if you don't get them. It's okay. It's just why wait till the last second? It's so not me. I'm such a not. I know. Hey. Last second guy, I can't stand it. I prepare. You see, you have to live with me. I prepare things so well in advance. We, we're doing our anniversary party. Chuck's uh, take on, on this and is going to do some announcing during the show. I gave him the script today. Yeah. And this is it's in a, it's September? September. <laughs> Not until September. But it's awesome. we got a chance to tweak it and make it better and all mm-hmm. that instead of the last minute. Oh, so that's Whoa, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Check your text, Barry. I think you might have something else to add. You might segment. have. This is last-minute news coming in. This is news breaking. Fast-breaking news. Michael Herklotz. They're also adding a Robusto four and three-quarter by fifty, and Gordo six by sixty. In he doesn't say what line, but the Gordos is in the Metropolitan Connecticut and Medoro. So they're adding a Robusto to something, and uh, that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up? See, really what you need to do is you need to still keep your level of intensity because I wouldn't give that up. I love it. But you need to have a little bit more of rolling with the punches. You roll with them because you have to, but do it because you want to. Ah, uh, you know what? It isn't the end of the world. I so because I know how people are. I give people a deadline much earlier than I really need to. So the deadline is June first. 
I want the product by June 1st. I really want it by July 1st, but I want it June 1st. And then it comes in July 1st, which is a month after I wanted it. And now July 1st is pushing it because Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, there's no shipping that happens because Monday wow. is the holiday of 4th right. of July, yeah. and this may show up on Friday. So, therefore, we, it doesn't make it. So, what I'm hoping for, and it's we got Thursday. tra and it, it has arrived, it has landed in the United States. Now it has to get to us, and we'll be tracking this thing to hopefully get it on Thursday, to get it out on Thursday. And then some people that live close by are going to get it on Friday, yeah. but a lot of people, at least there'll be some, or you come to our stores and you pick it up so you have a 4th of July. Because I'm going to smoke it on 4th of July. That's what I want to do. That's what I've done every year. Do you do it every year? I do. Every year, that's what you do. Every year. Right, so it becomes part of the thing. This is the thing. We've been doing it since 2007. It yeah. becomes... I'm, I'm just going to smoke a regular firecracker if I don't yeah. have this one. And this I'm one's going to be too strong for me anyways. I'm going to get sick on it, so... It's I'm going to say I, I'm happy that if I was out watch, of state... Watch, watch where you're going on this, I Barry, might not get it until July you. 5th, because then when I crack it open at a family barbecue, I don't have to worry about people who don't appreciate a good cigar reaching into my box. This is not a cigar, and I've had samples of it already. This is not a cigar to pass out to people that do not appreciate a good cigar and that are not regular cigar smokers, because this one will kill you. It's going to pack a punch. You know what? It is very strong. Get the bucket. It is the strongest ever. And you're going to smoke from them. I have already, but I'll smoke it that day too. It's not your box. You're not married yet. (laughs) This is a box of twenty, Barry. That's what I was unsure of. That's what I believe is a box of twenty. And we say that because sometimes we've ordered boxes of twenty and and boxes of twenty-five. Whatever can go wrong can go wrong. (laughs) But I'm going to give you a quote from Skip Martin. Okay. And he says, "I'm not sure if it's the ambient humidity." size, or closed nature of the Cro-Magnum firecracker. But this is probably the most raw cigar he has ever produced out of the factory. It just seems to be getting stronger, getting stronger. instead of more balanced. <laughs> yeah, it wow. definitely lives up to the name. Yeah. And that's a, it's a bad pitch for marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, you tell somebody, it, it's, you know, as some time it becomes balanced, but as it sits, it actually gets stronger. <laughs> Well, eventually, you hope that it's not, that's not going to be the case for forever. It'll eventually mellow out. That's what I hope always. All I know is the two of you are sweating a little bit, knowing that we Just, might be smoking this oh, next yeah. week. I got the meat sweats already. <laughs> well, today's point, like from a marketing standpoint, I mean, Fourth of July, if you're buying fireworks, give me the biggest, baddest, most loudest, brightest firework you got. Yeah. It's all about the boom, right? Yeah, I don't want sprinklers that day. Yeah, Fourth of July. Exactly. Let's go all the way here. So the Chrome, I mean, it's right in that wheelhouse, man. Give yeah. me the punch. I'm very excited to, to, to have it and go through it. And, th- and thank you to Romacraft and Skip and Mike uh, for doing this project with us. It's something we want to do each year with a, with a different manufacturer. Who knows if that can continue? Who knows? We're... we're you know, this is one of the arguments I'm going to have with the FDA is that we put it out since 07. We continue to do it, and it's a version. You know, we give a sample to the manufacturer of this is what we did before. Make your version of this to the most like size, as everything close the as same. You can get it right. Yeah, and that and that's what they're trying to do. And I expected it to be full bodied. I didn't expect it to be that full bodied. Listen, last year we did uh, Fleur de Minicana Double a Hero. And that was a step down from their Double Lajero, I thought, strength-wise. It was, it was smokable. But that was Lido using his dwarf Lajero plant. It was a different strain. Yeah, mm. something a little different. Um, so, anyway, looking forward to it. Uh, despite um, it's not going to be in my wheelhouse, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that 
I do on Fourth of July. He likes to he likes to wreck his whole day. Do you wait <laughs> until the end of the day at least? I don't know. We'll see what ends <laughs> You've up. Got to be on a full stomach, man. <laughs> so uh, next week, uh, Nick Perdomo will be calling in. We will be giving away that giant humidor on the air. There is one just for people to go on the Cigar Authority. Your odds are incredibly good. You go on there and you buy the gift pack. The six-pack gift pack will include free shipping for you on it and will include your ticket inside there. So go on to CigarAuthority.com, click on it. Next week at this time, we're going to have Nick on. He's going to – I don't know how we're going to end up doing it. How does he reach his hand in and get it? But somehow we'll, sure. we'll figure out something. It's forty nine ninety nine. It includes your shipping. You get one chance to win with each pack. It comes in Sun Grown and Maduro. And or as David pointed one. out, six sizes of each. Or if you pack. buy the 20th anniversary box, yes. you get more chances. You yeah. get six, six tickets to get in there. Right. So uh, – Great cigar. Another great cigar. Give it a shot because that humidor, as I told you, as much as it looks fantastic in the picture, you go down here and look at that humidor, it's unbelievable. I had my brother look at the mortise joints where the two sides come together. It's that S-curve. Yes. He said that is the most precise cut and joining that he's ever seen in woodworking, and he's been doing this for 25 years. It's a work of art. It's beautiful. The, 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 The gold trim inside of it. Everything from the humidifier to the gauge that's in here, the hinges. The metal plate in the lid so when, you can when you move lift the gauge a, around. When yeah. you go onto the tray underneath, then you see that um, the slats the go slats. on the bottom and on the sides. You have 360 degrees of airflow through there. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I know retailers across the country have it, so you can see it in your, your favorite store there. And, and get buy a cigar from them and get into, into theirs. I'm going to say this. You know how they say when you, uh, you take a picture, you look a lot heavier? Mm. With the Perdomo Humidor, you take a picture, it looked a lot smaller. I this thought, thing is I thought huge. the camera dropped pounds. No, it adds pounds. It adds pounds. Yeah. They say it adds 10 pounds, but I'm going with 45. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and Dave are actually thin. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to film a little thing a little earlier, and uh, the guy comes up and uh, uses the wide-angle lens. He, he, he didn't even <laughs> ask. And, 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 he didn't even <laughs> ask. He just and half broke of my body was still missing. The wide-angle. You're going to be able to get us all in there? Oh, yeah. I'm go. backed up enough. So uh, looking at the calendar, we'll have uh, Nick on next week and uh, with his uh, 20th anniversary. And um, the following week, we had June 9th. Uh, we have scheduled Steve Saka from Dunbot and Tobacco and Trust. Uh, that's up in the air right now with everything happening to FDA. He says, I think I might have to be in Nicaragua to make sure these things get out mm. on time. If not, possibly, maybe not possibly, his wife, Cindy. That join us. a play right there. there it is. For starters, you'd be able to get in a word in edgewise, <laughs> yes. I hope. Because mostly opposites attract. And we can talk about Steve without him being here. Yes. And it's his wife, so she'll say it. And uh, all the way to uh, July 21st, um, that will be a Thursday. We will tape the show um, in advance for the Saturday show because we're going to be in, uh, at the IPCPR trade show. So that will be a Thursday night at uh, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, if anybody uh, wants a mock. 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Yeah, it yeah. should be earlier so that we Yeah, so we can wrap up. get out of here. 5 o'clock on July 21st, we'll do the show live at that moment and, and uh, put the podcast out on the Saturday. And uh, then we come back from the trade show, and there's no Mr. Jonathan. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to recap the IPCPR trade show. You know what? I'll make it up to you. I won't show up the week after either. You won't. The week after that, no, there's no Mr. Jonathan again. We'll have Eric Newman from J.C. Newman here live, and we'll introduce the Black Diamond. Mm. Awesome. 
Can't That's a long can't way wait. coming. Can't They've been wait. saying that the Black Diamond's been coming out so long they might make the FDA thing because they said they were going to come out with it <laughs> right. in 07. Well, when we tried it, when we were there years ago, a couple of years ago, yeah. for the J.C. Newman experience, we had the pre-release, yeah. and it was fantastic. I know. We're ready. ready. go back to the drawing board. Oh. It, it was ready. So we'll see what we end up getting. Is it that cigar that's been aged for a couple of years? I hope is it, it is. I, I hope, hope it is, too. It isn't. I smoked the new edition last year. And it may be different than that. Right. That's what ends up happening. <laughs> this is the same thing that happened to Camacho before Camacho originally came out way back. For one year, test marketed blends went through our store for one entire year. He says, that's it. I'm going to put the cigar out. When the cigar came in, I look at it and I said, we never even tested this one. We tested so many different things. I'm saying, what is this? It was, it was totally different. Um, so uh, Eric Newman will be here on August 6th which coincidentally will be two days before the big uh, day, the cigar big day, apocalypse, the cigar yeah. apocalypse. So it'll be an interesting show with him. So, and, uh, at the, at the IPCP, I will fill in the rest of the calendar at that point to see the things that are coming. But right now, what I'd like to talk about is new brands that are coming out. Why and what should we be interested in? And what should you be interested in as a consumer? Because each year, Barry, we usually talk and we haven't even had this discussion mm-hmm. yet before the show, and you kind of tell me, make sure you go look at this, this, this. I'd be really interested. Not only do I want a sample of it, I think we should buy it yeah. because of um, the talk of, um, like, last year it was about Sober Mesa. Yep. El Wense yep. was the thing. that. So this year, there's hundreds and hundreds of stuff coming out. Mm. What should we be interested in? What's I'm really interested in the Avo Fagata. Okay. I smoked a sample of that cigar, and it might be the best Avo out there. How different than what we expect on Avo? Very different. Okay. Extremely, it's part of the Nicaraguan wine, so it's part of the Synchro family. Um, very citrus-like. Very... I enjoyed it with a uh, mojito. Oh, and really? I thought it paired perfectly. Okay. The, the, and this is something that they had in the works for a long time, and I know that. Yep. This is not something, a last-minute rush. Yep. But a lot of these cigars are going to be last-minute. Last yeah, is, is there really and even a point in taking on new stuff from smaller companies that may, never, may, may never see the, right. the light of day? They probably slapped it together and probably won't have the money to push anything through mm-hmm. if it ends up costing anything. So that, then does it become a collector's item at that point? Here's the... Such and such that actually never that came out, but you know, one and done. There's going to be a lot of one and dones. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'd like to be a printer right now because the printing yeah. companies are going nuts, printing bands and labels and stickers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, the, the, the wood, which we know is a problem anyway, but the box makers are going round the clock, uh, three shifts. They just can't keep up with what's going on here. And it's almost like Camacho and uh, I guess now Avo to a degree soaring to the future because. They got a lot of their boxes being made in China. Like the Nesta Miranda collection, those boxes are made in China. The Camacho boxes are made in the same factory. Okay. So they don't have a problem with the wood. Right. So the only thing they would have a problem with is if somebody forgot to order them from China and it's a slow boat. Right. But Mm. they should be free of wood problems. Right. So anything else? Is there any? uh, I I know Steve's got a lot of brands. He's got some extensions. He's got a a new cigar that means uh, my mistress in English that I'm interested in. But the one thing that surprised me is usually this time of year where you see a lot of trademarks for new cigars coming out. Yeah. For some reason, new trademarks aren't showing up. Well, 
they can apply for the trademark, but it's going to take over a year to get the thing through. Right, but it would still show up that they made the initial filing. Okay. And last year, well, I remember, we would be reporting on five, six, sometimes ten trademarks. It this costs year money to file for a trademark. Yeah, but it's like $300 to start the filing. Why, why waste one cent on something if you're not sure if it's going to be even yeah. usable? And, and doesn't need a trademark. Does a product need to have a trademark? No, I mean, you can go and prove first use. Right. I so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of stuff coming out that I'm, I haven't been, you know, I'm not aware of. Companies haven't even, like, really been issuing a lot of press releases. Right. It just seems well. It has a very different feel this year. Isn't oh, the flip side of that the possibility? And I'm sure some people are going to try to do it, but sneaking stuff in and maybe playing with paperwork, trying to make it look like yeah. something was out earlier. And if you put the press release out that it's new now, exactly. there's no way to prove that it was out in 07. Exactly. You know, you know, um, Rafael Nodal with Age Room. He has a cigar that he sold specifically at his Miami. Uh, Miami Lakes, Miami region, his shop. Yeah. And now that's going to be no longer going to be a, a uh, aging room exclusive, store exclusive. He's going to be releasing it nationwide. So it's so a real brand anyway. Right. Yeah. And it's been around for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, I'm interested in trying that cigar. What about store brands that have been around since well, 07? United uh, is going to put out uh, this year the Classic. Classic has been around, my God, 25 years. And it's a uh, classic comes in four sizes. You hear the commercials out there anyway. Classic mm. comes in uh, Connecticut four sizes, Maduro, a um, Cameroon, and a Cuban. And uh, we're going to show it at the show, and we're going to sell it out to uh, retailers. And um, low price cigar, you, you're looking in uh, 3 and $4 yep. price range uh, of a cigar. We've done very, very well for 25 years with it. Uh, it certainly moves the needle for us, and hopefully retailers take it on and it moves the needle for them. Um, what we're going to see is user fee. User yeah. fees, and we're seeing manufacturers do it already. Yep. Uh, Alec Bradley went up. Yeah, Davidoff has raised some prices. Yeah. Uh, Padron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to see everybody go up, and we don't even know what the user fee is. They're uh, guessing in advance and trying to preempt. Yeah, I mean, this could be to the consumer probably a dollar per cigar. So uh, if you, you know, let's take a classic, for instance, and take classic at $4. If the user fees end up being $5 to the end user, it becomes a $5 cigar. A dollar, right? Yeah, everything goes up. So I'm looking at that and saying, okay, um, people are going to be looking for low-priced cigars because everything chops up another dollar up. As happened with S-Chip, everything went up, and then somebody looks at Couldn't the lawsuit be that there's already a tax on the cigars as they come into the United States, and then you're applying a second tax to that same product you already paid a tax on? We threw tea in the ocean for uh, for a reason. Double taxation without representation. But if you look at tobacco in general... Um, there's triple and quadruple taxation that ends up yep. happening because it comes in. But it's in, small it mom taxed. and pops that don't have the money to do it. But now, if if an organization put forth a lawsuit and specifically targeted the user fee, is it, would there be a chance in uh, getting rid of that through the judicial system? If somebody would file a lawsuit, and there's there's lots of talk out there, it continues to talk, but days are ticking. I keep bringing it up. I know you're on the board of yeah. IPCPR. So there's so I much this, I can't talk this about. There's stuff you can't talk about, but is there any 
talk of that they're going to do something? Barry tells me rumors of it. <laughs> looks like something's going to get filed soon. It's news to me. Yeah. It's news to me. He, he hears something I don't hear. Uh, it's weird. The other day I heard something early in the day that they were talking about a lawsuit, and then there was another meeting late in the day where they were talking that a lawsuit wouldn't be filed. So there's conflicting reports because that's the way the rumor mill operates. Uh, if it wasn't for a conflicting report, there'd be no r- rumor mill. Yeah, yeah. right. So, uh, I have nothing to report that I could report anyway, but if I did have, if I could report it, I'd still have nothing to report if that says anything to you. Um, it says everything. But let me tell you, it's not from the lack of um, lawyers. It's not on the lack of meetings, uh, trying to get the groups together. This is happening every single day, but it's going nowhere, and I believe it's going nowhere because there's conflicts of interest here. Some people want different things to happen than other people to happen. And unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be one that all the organizations, meaning the CAA, the CRA, and the IPCPR, are going to have enough to agree upon to say, let's go this together. I think the groups end up, within the next 40 days, separating and doing whatever they think uh, is is the right thing. Realistically, they should have done to begin with. Playing devil's advocate, and I might get that shut up, Barry Luck, um, but... I'll just say it. This, it's, it's two years until manufacturers could stop selling cigars. Yeah. So wouldn't it maybe be in the best interest to wait as long as possible, then get an injunction to halt it and pause it and extend that two-year period out? Perhaps this is a reason that we haven't seen a lawsuit and yet. And there's something to that from a manufacturer's side where they could build up a little war chest over that time and specifically put money aside for a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But you got to... Uh, organization like the IPCPR then, mm. what would be the point of even having a trade show? Mm. Therefore, their money could be used to go right now and let the FDA know that we mean business right now. I will say this at IPCPR, you will see a lot of boxes for the first time and they will begin to hit retailers that will have like, <coughs> excuse me, will have a CRA sticker on the box Yes, that a percentage of that cigar is being donated from the manufacturer level toward the CAA, right. CRA war chest. And the reason why they're doing this is so the manufacturers equally share. Let's say that number is two cents per cigar. Every cigar that goes in there, two cents goes to the CRA so that they can have some funding mechanism for CRA. Because the fact of the matter, unfortunately, we ask you to join the CRA all the time, $35, but there's barely anybody doing it. And we ask you to go on there and, and sign the petition. And 20,000 people. We need at least 100,000 people, and we can't even get that. So, unfortunately, and I know I'm talking to the consumer over here, and hopefully our listeners are doing the right thing, and I would imagine and spreading the word. You've got to tell people because people that walk in to buy a cigar to go on a golf trip or they're picking up a couple of cigars for Fourth of July, they're not as entrenched as the people that listen to the Cigar Authority. You've got to spread the word. You've got to be a preacher. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's disheartening, though. It's, it's uh, wearing on me. You know, when it happened in Massachusetts and I asked the other retailers to fight along with me 20 years ago this week, by the way, uh, is when we moved out of uh, Boston and begged them to do it, and uh, they wouldn't do it, and I fought by myself to the point of I lost, I cannot win, the ship's going down, I packed my bags, and I left because I just couldn't win. That was it. This is the feeling I get right now of how much more can I possibly fight? I'm sure sure Canada wants you. Yeah. It's, it's just wears you down. And this is what they bank on. They bank on yeah. wearing everybody down, and then they roll over because they never stop because they get paid to fight. 
We don't get paid to fight. We, we have a regular business that we're supposed to be operating, the and clock. this is the off time yeah. that we're fighting for these things to happen. It's very, very disheartening. Uh, but I'm looking at it just the way you're saying, Barry. Um, I'm not excited about a lot of things that are there. Yeah. Last year, we both, we both had sheets and sheets of things yeah. to look at, and you know, I'm going in with... Uh, you know, how many new things do I possibly want to get? Mm. I, we don't need these things. They, you know, you take to, hate to take them in, and the next thing you know, some uh, mail order company's blowing it out, mm. and you're stuck with a whole bunch of product and things like that. Um, yeah. you know, I know Skip Martin mentioned either on the show or it might have been in your office. So if I let something out of the cat out of the bag, but I know he's coming out with this little pack that's going to be packaged with branded stuff from Zycar within the package. And it'll be a limited edition release. That's something I'm curious about. Well, th- that's going to be interesting. Prepackaged uh, sampling packs. Yes. You have to actually put that pack out, sold as that package with the mixed brands in it now. Because if you don't, then you can't repackage it after August 8th and say, okay, it's two of this, two of this. You can't do it. It's now or never hmm. to make up a sampler pack and have it already in, in there. And then even if you do, you're still going to have to go through the process of wow. having that sampler pack. So you're going to, um, like the old days, you're going to have to create your own sampler pack, go into the cigar shop and pick one of this and one of this and create your own. Uh, and that's okay if you do it. But if we actually put it together for you, that becomes a problem. Well, manufacturers, I know they can't change the blend of a cigar. And this is if they're grandfathered in. Right. Can they change, if they wanted to, the, 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 the packaging or the band or anything like that? Or does it have to remain as it has been? According to a, a manufacturer I spoke to this week, they said the changing of the packaging or the brand label, uh, the band rather, could change whether or not the cigar would survive the predicate date. So they were worried about rebranding. Wow. Say that again? A manufacturer that I spoke to this week, the owner of the, that company said they were worried about redesigning <coughs> or rebanding their cigars because it would constitute a change. Correct. That's what I believe. Yes. Because I hear other people say, no, we're allowed to end like up changing Like classic cigars. You, you can't change it. It is what it is. Even the band. Correct. Yes. Anything. In the box. Yeah. In the, box. In, the, in the amount of cigars in the box. Mm-hmm. So it's a box of 20, I believe. 20. Classic is a box of 20. Mm-hmm. Say I said, you know what? The price of boxes and things like that. Let me put 25 in it. Sure. And it'll help the price of the, of the wooden box itself. The more you put in the box, that's why you saw people like Edge and stuff put boxes of 100 and things mm-hmm. to bring that back the pr- down the price of the packaging. Yeah, yeah. So classic. It's a low price cigar. If I put 25 in a box, it would help. Uh, the overall cost of the product, I can't. I can't do it. It's 20s. i got to live with 20s. That's it. Oh, it, it's a slide-top box. In order to show better on the shelf, wouldn't it be nice if it stood up? Yeah. Because now I want to put it in retail shops everywhere, and it would look better if it did. I can't change it. I can't make it lift so as opposed to slide, slide so off. So ludicrous. Right. The whole thing. That's how I read it. Again, yeah, interpretation of I what know. it is, but I've read it a bunch of times. Um, that seems to be the consensus, though. Is it that seems that? to be the consensus. So... While you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. 
gentlemen. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, helping someone move. Now, I'm going to keep this real short. Here's the debonair play, is you hire it out. You hire it out. But if money is a factor, times are tough, and you need to rely on others, here are some debonair strategies to moving the gentleman way. Number one is you don't ask someone to help you move that you haven't known for at least three years. Okay, now there's also a caveat to that. The friendship must be extremely strong, where you have gone above and beyond to help that friend out in the time of need yourself. This would be helping the friend uh, move themselves, being an ear to listen to during a dark period in their life, or perhaps a tale or story that only the two of you share. Think what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So you really both have to have suffered together in order to ask someone to suffer (laughs) again with you. There you go. So therefore it was okay for me to ask Heidi to help me move when I moved in with her. Yeah. Because she has suffered with me. She meets that criteria. Okay. Second rule of thumb here, fellas, is to be prepared. If moving yourself and soliciting the help of friends and family, have your stuff all packed and ready to go ahead of time on moving day. Packaging and packing is your responsibility, not your friends or family during the moving day itself. On moving day itself, it's all about speed and efficiency. No lollygagging here. Have a rental truck lined up. Have it at your property ready to go if you're using cars and pickups. Have everyone and everything ready to go at a delegated time ahead of time. Lastly here, compensation. Should you compensate your friends or family helping you move? No, you buy a couple of pizzas once everything's moved in and you're good. That's it. The minimum minimum is to buy lunch and provide beverage. Uh, At the maximum, if you're doing, you know, if you have the financial ability to do it, they really want above and beyond, maybe you get them a gift, um, whether that be money or something else. And always remember, lift... In a twisting, jerking <laughs> yes. motion. Yeah. Yes. And throw the, take the legs right out Use of it. Use the back. Use the back. Yes. <laughs> <Lot of> back. <laughs> That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, fellas, every time we do this, are you debonair enough? Okay, early thoughts on the Davidoff Nicaraguan box pressed. Smooth, clean. I got a taste profile. Expensive. Uh-oh. Here we go. It is caramel ice cream sundae. Caramel ice cream. An ice cream sundae using vanilla, <laughs> using the vanilla ice cream on it. You got it, Chuck. I'm no longer the gay one. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. Yes, you are. Caramel ice cream sundae, vanilla ice cream. There is caramel. There is a little cream. <clears throat> cream. There's notes of vanilla. Caramel it's got a little bite to it. There's a little little uh, citrus bite, rind. Mm-hmm. Rhine of the uh, maybe on the ice cream sundae they put a little slice of orange. There we go on the side. Mm. There we go. You can smell it. All right, let's yeah. go to break. When we come back, we're going to dig into the mailbag. If we got time, we're going to do a classic three-way and a crazy story from inside the asylum. All that and more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. 
the time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. 
This is Rudy from the chat box up in Canada, where, yes, we celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah. We even have electricity and the internet. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. He's selling it, but I ain't buying it. Yeah, really. they don't have the internet. Nah, we're live from the Lafleur Dominicana Cigar Studio, smoking the 97-rated Davidoff Nicaraguan Box Press Toro. We got some crazy news in the asylum, a classic three-way, and a letter in the mailbag. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to and it's time for news from the insane asylum odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true or are they brought to you by asylum cigars take no prisoners asylum cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 that's right that's Asylum. So this week, U.S. District Judge Felton Henderson said that plaintiffs Sierra and Benjamin, and their names are too crazy for me to even pronounce, may seek damages against Starbucks for fraud and false advertising. They allege that the company knowingly cheats their customers out of what they paid for by serving lattes that are 25% too small. The plaintiffs say that Starbucks baristas are required to leave one quarter of an inch of free space at the top of each latte, and that they heat the milk in pitchers with fill two lines, which are too low. I'm buying this. How about yeah. that? Yeah. They leave space where you can add sugar and cream. It's a it. latte. It you already has it. sugar and cream oh, in it. Ready to go. Ready to go. It's ready to drink. Uh, in fact, you order it exactly as you want. They write it on the cup. Yeah. It's all set. So how about that? You pay 100% of the money. And you don't get 100% of the drink that you paid for. And you can't hmm. smoke there, even outside. Well, it's interesting that you say that. On the, other hand, uh, on the other hand, is a, loss, is a lawsuit really the best way to use your time? Their coffee sucks, they hate cigars, and they're anti-gun. Simply stop shopping at places that are for stripping away your rights, period. It's insane to pay those prices for coffee anyways. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho. So what you're saying is, uh, like, the, Amer- the AA, an airline company, of the, of the coffee world. Right. Yes. Yeah. Stay away from that, too. Yep. My issue with Starbucks is the summer after 9-11, they had an ad campaign in the New York Times that showed two coffee cups standing up like the Twin Towers and dragonflies buzzing around the cups saying something about enjoying summer with Starbucks. I thought it was distasteful. What? I thought it was they disgr- did it? disgraceful. They caught a huge amount of flack for it, and I will never shop at Starbucks because of it. See, uh, it, uh, there's lots of reasons why I'm never going to shop at Starbucks, but somebody putting an ad campaign accidentally depicting the towers, I don't think that was intentional. And this message brought to you by Starbucks. <laughs> location. We're never going to get them as an advertiser. That's <laughs> no, they're sure. out. Good. They're well, anti-tobacco anyways. They wouldn't ad- advertise with us anyways. All right. What do you got for the mailbag, Jonathan? All right. My good friend Peter Hudson takes issue with how David interviews guests. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is, is this from, he writes, from today's interview? He writes directly to me. Okay. Hello, Mr. J. Nice show last Saturday. It was certainly interesting. And these gentlemen who have been around the industry for decades have the best stories. I do have one suggestion. 
When Dave asked people to tell, in quotes, how they got into the business, it would be nice if he could let them finish their story before going in a different direction. They weren't talking about me directly at that moment, so I was losing attention. I have been looking forward to last Saturday's show predominantly because Jose Dominguez was going to be on the show. I've had a few conversations with Mr. Dominguez on Facebook and would have loved to have heard how he actually got into the industry and how he produces his cigars at such a low price point and how they actually come out tasting pretty good. It baffles me how he can do this when other cigar makers charge much more for their products. Dave asked Mr. Dominguez how he went from being a veterinarian to, into, to being in the cigar business. Ah, good question. And all, and all he had a chance to say was, I met this guy from the DR, and the conversation was taken into a different direction. Some of us. That's exactly how he did it. I know the answer to the question already. Me. Yeah. Some of us. Me. This is Peter writing. Uh, would have loved to have heard the story about how he got into the business and how he actually makes cigars at a very affordable price point. I understand that his company is fully integrated, like Nick Perdomo. You mentioned that, yeah. His company does nearly everything in-house and cuts out several of the middlemen that would make the prices go up. But in the future, it would be nice if we could actually hear the story from the man himself and not of the hosts, David. I'm terrible. I know I'm terrible. I'm not a good interviewer. But uh, in fairness to myself is we interviewed four people during that show. Yeah. Him, his son, Scott Weeks, and his dad, four different people. And we had all the other stuff we had to do. So cut to the chase. And Peter awards you zero I asked, points. I asked the question. He didn't answer it properly. What you're supposed to do at that point is follow up and make him answer that question directly. He wasn't going there. He, he met somebody uh, in the tobacco business. That's, how we get him. That's as far as he wanted to go, apparently. Zero points, and may God have mercy on your soul. No! <laughs> and uh, you know what, Peter? I agree with you. He's a terrible interviewer. Peter, come up from New Mexico, wherever you are, and come sit in the seat and give it a, give it a run. <laughs> we would love. I would, you know what? I would love to have Peter. We've had many conversations, uh, both on Facebook no, he's and by right. email. He's right. He's, a good he's right. I'm going to try to improve. I will try to improve. Is that debonair enough for you? That's debonair. All right. It's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whoop, that's the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> You've heard of epic rap battles. <laughs> but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, this is a short one, just three questions. Our champion is Barry Stein. Barry, today is June 25th and the birth date of George Michael. George Michael, a man with two first names, pop singer who fronted the band Wham, known for songs such as Careless Whisper, Wake Bad Boy. Me up before you go, go. Yeah, he went into a solo career uh, with his album Faith that won a Grammy Award, and uh, he would play uh, at clubs as a DJ. That's where he started. Wham, bam, thank you, man. 
because uh, he's had that uh, problem there in the, in the, in the men's yep. room, right? Uh, born today, George Michael. 1959. 59, Barry says. Oh, did you write it down? Yes, sir. Because I wrote mine down, 1959. 59 again. I think it's 10, uh, 10 years after that, 1969. All right, it's 1963, so we get one point each for Barry and Chuck. Here we have the same exact one, and now it goes to Chuck Morrison. Today is the birth date of June Lockhart. June Lockhart, he has a question on his face. TV actress who played the motherly figure on the television series Lassie and ah. Lost in Space. She guest starred in the TV series Grey's Anatomy with Ellen Pompeo, who was wow. my next-door neighbor growing up. And it's June Lockhart's birthday. Today, what year was she born? All right. Uh, 1929. 29, he says. 1940. 40. 1921. 21 for the point. 21 for the point. It's 1925. Barry gets two points. And the last question goes to Mr. Jonathan. Today, no more math over there. You just have to <laughs> guess with your heart. <laughs> yes. Today is the birth date of Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Dynamite. Walker. Dynamite. TV actor known for playing the role as J.J. Evans from the TV show Good Times, who often said, Dynamite. He worked as a vendor as a young man in Yankee Stadium. Did you know that? Did not know that. There we go. You learn a lot here on the Sky Authority. Not so much. Good Born times. today, what year? 1953. 53. 1949. 49. 38. 38 for the point. And Mr. Jonathan gets a point. Chuck has a point. But Barry is our champion. <laughs> Barry Stein. Our champion. You're not once allowed again. to use yeah. more than one sound effect Come on. per segment. We got it all here. We got See, it I like all. this. I get to go home a winner yet again. This classic no! day. <laughs> this classic day in classic history was brought to you by Classic Cigars, available at twoguyscigars.com and cigar shops around the country coming soon. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And a quick reminder if it's your birthday, come to any two guys location on your birthday at Salem, Seabrook, or Nashville, New Hampshire, up until August 8th. Come in on August, August, 7th. August 7th. Yeah, come in on August 7th. And if it's your birthday the rest of the year, we're going to cut and light a free happy birthday cigar for you. Now, uh, final thoughts of the Davidoff Nicaraguan yes. Boss Press Toro. We've yes. all been to Dairy Queen. We've ah, all got, look, it's getting here. Yeah. We've all got soft serve before. You, you don't go vanilla. You don't go chocolate. You get both. Yeah. You get the swirl. You do. And then if you're a real player... They have this butterscotch hard shell that they dip it in, and the I benefit of that—the that, yes, the benefit the of that—is you bite the tip off, and you can lick the ice cream. It doesn't melt all down your hand. Ah. But this is ch- a little chocolate, a little vanilla, a little butterscotch hard shell around the outside. Because I'm damn close on this, right? You were good. Damn close. Good. Jonathan knows all about the tip. He does. He does. So that's it. How do you like <laughs> in your head? How does that make sense? <laughs> It just does. It's convoluted is what that is. <laughs> Next week, we have a $5,000 Perdomo humidor giveaway on the Cigar Authority. This has nothing to do with the ones we have in the store. This is an online thing for the people listening to the Cigar Authority. Let me tell you, your odds are great. Nick Perdomo will be joining us to do it. Still, there's time left to get your chances in. Go to thecigarauthority.com and grab yourself a Perdomo 20th anniversary gift pack and uh, get your name in the hat. We've got a humidor to give away next week live on the Cigar Authority. Until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be picking up your very impressive, if I do say so myself, flavor profile from the Davidoff Nicaraguan Box Press Toro, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth.
I think moving forward, whoever wins Classic Three-Way should be the one to close out with that line. See you next week. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie